Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. There is a way. Prelim, I didn't go for summer. Part one, I didn't go for summer. My parents told me to my face, you're not going anywhere. I'm walking high court as a clerk. True story. My stepfather was a judge in the high court. I was working as a clerk in the high court. And I was eating in the canteen with the staff. When I look back now, I now understand what they were doing. This is the thing I'm preaching. You know, and you see, some of our children rebel against such things. They say, ah, can you do that to me? You're disgracing me. That's exactly what I want to do. Disgrace you. And strip you from pride. So you will know that life is not like that. I gave those practical examples. I know both how to be abased and how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I'm instructed, both, scream it, to be full and to be hungry. Both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Notwithstanding, (laughs) you have done well that you did communicate. Everybody scream, communicate. If you are not here on Wednesday, go and get the tape. <laughs> go and listen. I don't want to go into communicate today. <laughs> it does not mean communicate. <laughs> uh, Pastor, how are you? What to communicate? Uh, talking about giving. Giving money. That's what it means. <clears throat> Nevertheless, uh, uh, you did, uh, you have done well. That you did communicate with my affliction because he was in he was he was in need of material things. Now you Philippians uh, know also. Oh, I'm looking at verse. Uh, yes, good. Uh, that in the beginning of gospel, blah 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 blah. You know, let's jump. Let's let's now go to verse sixteen and seventeen. For even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again unto my necessity, not because. I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Everyone say account. account. <laughs> say it again. Account. One more time. Account. Turn to your neighbor and say, do you know you have an account in heaven? I'm talking about a bank account. It's true. And that's what Jesus was saying in Matthew chapter 6. He said, don't lay your treasure in this account on the earth. It doesn't mean you shouldn't have money in your bank account. But what he's saying is that your confidence and your trust should not be in the money or the material wealth, stocks, bonds, all those kind of things, you know, that is in the bank account in the earth. Why? Because the one in the earth can be corrupted. The one in the earth, you can lose it. Just yesterday, I was... Somebody was talking about um, the guy who owns Facebook, Zuckerberg. 
Nice guy. I have nothing against him. You understand? You know, within, within 2021, he lost half his fortune. He lost $71 billion. When he changed from Facebook to Metaverse, you know, and uh, you know, all the COVID and, you know, uh, he had some problems with the American government and all that. He's still rich, but he's not where he used to be. And if your heart was in that thing, you will have a heart attack. <laughs> because the, 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 the treasure has been divided into two. So just like it ripped the treasure, it will rip your heart if your heart is there. It's a lot of money to lose 71 billion. Thank you, Pastor Ibrahim. Dollars, not Naira. Dollars. So you can understand what we're talking about. But you know, as Christians, that shouldn't bother us. Because you see, the 140 billion that was there originally, before it became 71, is that it was God who put it there. So if it goes down, the same God can put it back. So my trust is not in that account. It's in the one in heaven. Because it is, watch this, my God shall supply all your need according to your bank account. No, according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Give him a clap, clap offering. Hallelujah. So where is my trust? The riches in glory. So let's move on very quickly here. You know, I said also a lot of this on Wednesday. I'm just going to hit through very fast and close. Wisdom, there are two things that are put in that account in heaven. It's not money. Number one is wisdom. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 8, I'm not going to go there. You know, wisdom cries out aloud. You know, she puts forth the voice. She's better than gold and silver and all of that. And then in Colossians chapter 2 verse 3, it says that, you know, uh, the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. That's the true riches. True riches is not money. Money will change overnight. Like I just gave the example of Mark Zuckerberg and I'm trusting God that God will have mercy on him and help him and bring his money back. So I'm not against him. Don't misunderstand me. But you see, what I'm saying is that you, you can't put your trust in material things. The wisdom and then the second thing that is treasured there is power. Power is ability. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18 says, He giveth us power to make wealth. Power. It means ability. It also includes skill, good health, strength, to create wealth. You see, wealth, there are two levels of prosperity. There's prosperity where God transfers wealth. Somebody gives you from what they have. Give and it shall be given unto you. That's transfer of wealth. Then the second, the higher level of prosperity is the creation of wealth. You create it by the wisdom God gives you and by the power that God gives you. So, God wants us to put our treasure in our heavenly bank account. The wisdom of God, the power of God. We, each time, this is where, prof, they missed the prosperity message completely. You know, and distorted it. I'm a strong prosperity preacher. You can see by my clothes. Amen. <laughs> True. So I believe in prosperity. I am not knocking it. I really, because you know why? It's the Bible. The Bible says he became poor, that we might become rich. You, you through his poverty, might be rich. The Bible says so. It doesn't even say manage. It says rich. 
Then we looked at this on Wednesday, 2 Corinthians 8, 9, 8. Having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. That scripture will blow your mind. Put it on the screen. <laughs> I got I to gotta say, it, in that 9, 8 will blow your mind. Even Bill Gates and Elon Musk are not as rich as this. If they try, they'll be broken a week. It's truly. Look at 2 Corinthians. Give it to me in the Amplified. It's God's will. I'm going to get back to the message in a minute, you know. And God, everybody say, and God is able. Oh, scream at somebody. I didn't hear you. To make some grace. Every favor. An earthly blessing. Come to you in trickles. In trickles. So that you sometimes. You sometimes. You occasionally. Uh-huh. And under all circumstances. It means inflation should not affect you. Depression should not affect you. Ukraine war should not affect you. Hello. Nobody is here yet. Nobody. Underline the word yet. Because God is bringing saviors out of Zion. But by the time we get here, our heart will be stable. See, Solomon approached this. He didn't get there. But he approached it a little bit. But because God, the work had not been done in his heart, that money, the love for that money, the trust in that money corrupted Solomon. And it's not going to happen again. That is why, turn to your neighbor and say, a greater than Solomon, you and I, is here. Christ in us, the hope of glory. We have learned through that Christ, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Solomon hadn't learned that. Brought up in the palace. Grew up in abundance. Never had a wilderness experience. Never suffered anything. And then God now multiplied money to him. Ah, Solomon, I hear it. And began to misbehave with the daughters of the East Country. Always and under all circumstances. And whatsoever the need. Listen to this. Oh, be self-sufficient. I didn't hear you. Possessing enough. To require no aid. Ah, hmm, or support. And furnished. In trickles. For a few good works and a few charitable donations, the every follows the two of them. My wife is expert in English. I'm telling you by osmosis. Amen. <laughs> Are you listening to me? You know, every is every good work and every charitable donation. Can you imagine a situation where there is nobody who asks you for something you don't give to them? The people in the flood in the delta, they come, you give them. The one from Kogi comes, you give them. The one from Anambra comes, you give them. You know, the one from Nasarawa comes, you give them. The one from Edo comes, you give them. You know, the one from Ogun State comes, you give them. Now, by the time you give that, you do that in a week, the money will finish. But watch this. Oh, glory to God. I just, just came by revelation. If what is coming in, the rate at what is coming in, if it is far greater 
than the rate of what is going out. You will always have this. Give the Lord a clap offering. That's why you have to create wealth at such a high level that the, what is coming in, the, the, the rate at which the, the, the resources are coming in, whatever it is you're giving for charitable donation and all of that, it cannot hurt what is inside. We will get there. I said we will get there. But before we get there, this work has to be done. God does not want our trust to be in material things. We're going to look at a few scriptures. Look at Mark chapter 10 verse 21. This is the great scripture of the rich young ruler. I'm not going to read everything. I'm just going to pick the verses. You know, we're going to look at quite a number. I, God gave me an assignment this afternoon. He said, I want you to preach this thing and teach it and give those scriptures. Because the Bible says, watch this. The word of God is like a sharp sword piercing. I want you to pierce your heart. Even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Now, <clears throat> verse 21. Just behold him, loved him, and said unto him, go and sell everything that you have, take up your cross and follow me. Then jump to verse 24. Quickly, quickly, quickly. And disciples were astonished at his words. And just answering, saying unto them, children, how hard it is for them that what? What? I didn't hear you. That's the key. Not having riches, but trusting in them. This, this is Barnabas. Church history tells us. He, 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 had so, he was a very rich man. The Bible says he went away sad. He would, have, he would have been a replacement for Judas. Yes. Barnabas' name would have been in the foundations of the city. It's there somewhere. But it's not in the foundation. That's what he, he blew. It was the perfect replacement for Judas. Because, like, I, I don't blame, I, I, don't, I don't criticize I, negatively. I'm learning from him, you know, because he's just like all of us. What he had was so big in his eyes, he couldn't go and give it all away. Jesus, wanted, Jesus didn't want to make him poor. He wanted to make him a hundred times richer. But to get a hundred, it's not stored on the earth. The prosperity message, where we've made the mistake, you know all this Kalo Kalo prosperity. Kalo Kalo just means, you know, you know one arm bandit. This uh, casino kind of prosperity. You give God this, God gives you back. You give God. A, so maybe we should take up an offering this afternoon. It's a good time to take up a prof. What do you think? A good time to take up a serious... You know, I may be one serious prosperity. Where you are, and my wife gives special offering. We line you up. Now, this is the mistake what they make. Say, ah, if you give, in the, I don't know, they like seven a lot. So, if you give seven hundred dollars, you're going to get seventy thousand back in two weeks. If you give seven thousand dollars, you're going to get seven hundred thousand dollars. You know, in three weeks. That's the kind of message they preach. Thinking that the return is in cash and on earth. No. When you give the $7,000 or the 700 or whatever it is that you give, you know, what happens is that there's a deposit in the heavenly account. 
The deposit is not in Naira. It's not in dollars. It's in wisdom and power. But it's there for you. When you now have a need, you must now access the heavenly earth. That's the wahala. Now what people don't want. To access the heavenly account, you have to pray. Because that's the only way you can access the heavenlies. Praying always, all prayers. So we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, rulers of darkness of this world, wicked spirits in heavenly places. Take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always, all prayers, supplication of the spirit. That's how you access the heavenly account. When you now pray, and you pray in tongues and groaning and all of that, you now open the heavens, you now go into your account, and you access the wisdom and you access the power to create the wealth that you need on the earth. That's how the system works. But most people don't want that. They're too lazy spiritually. And many times there's not sufficient grace because of pride and all this arrogance and all that in their heart. So they don't access the heavenly account. So they cannot tap the wisdom. They cannot tap the... Because they're thinking carnally. She said, I give that, that pastor. Kai! Kai! That pastor has tricked me. He told me to give me 7,000. I haven't got 7,000 back. You've just been conned. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a distortion of the prosperity message. God doesn't work like that. Yes, he will give back to you. But he's not going to give it to you just in cash. Occasionally, he may ask people to come and give to you. But that's occasional. He's going to give you wisdom. He's going to give you power that you can only access through prayer obedience and walking in the spirit that is why the true biblical prosperity is even as your soul prospers because if your soul doesn't prosper in revelation your soul does not prosper in the fruit of the spirit you cannot access your heavenly account uh-huh. i thought i'm preaching a prosperity message <laughs> nobody's getting excited here look how they're looking at me but uh, pastor look this one is not good news <laughs> Hello? Look at Psalm 11. Sorry, Proverbs 11, verse 28. Quickly, quickly. He that trusteth in his riches shall what? Fall. What happened to Solomon? Fell. That's why God doesn't want us to trust in it. If you trust in riches, you're going to fall. It's, it's, it's non-negotiable. Because of the sin nature in the human heart. Next one, uh, this is, I, I want the Holy Ghost to cut. He, you know, we're doing a surgery here this afternoon. We're taking the sword of the Spirit and I'm cutting into your heart. Hello, somebody. Next one. By the time I finish, you will be humble. 23, 5. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 5. I didn't do all of this on Wednesday. I was instructed. Will thou set thine eyes? Upon that which is not, for riches, I didn't hear you, certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle. I just spoke about Mark Zuckerberg. You can't don't put your trust in whatever you have on the earth. Oh. That, all that real estate. Ah, do you know how much real estate? You know, I have uh, three flats in London. I have one in Paris. You know, I've got this big estate somewhere. Overnight, earthquake can remove them. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen to you. I'm just saying you shouldn't put your trust in it. Are you listening to me? The material 
financial wealth can disappear overnight. Next verse. Everybody look at Psalm 52 verse 7. I didn't share all this one on Saturday. God gave me instruction this morning. He said, come and pierce their heart. I didn't hear amen. <laughs> Lo, this is the man that made not God his strength, but trusted in the abundance of his riches and strengthened himself in his wickedness. That word wickedness there strengthens his lack of instruction. He was able to make that money, but with wuru-wuru. The wuru-wuru is a Nigerian term. It just means, you know, in crooked ways. You know? So he strengthened himself. He's made a lot of money. Some like our, some of our politicians. I won't go there. <laughs> Hello? And he's trusting in the abundance of his riches. He's in trouble. He's in trouble. Because those riches can disappear overnight. Or worse. The riches will not disappear, but you will disappear. Like he asked the rich young ruler, whose then shall be all these things? Be very careful. Though. Be very careful. Don't live your life as if you are in charge of your life. You are not. He said, the God who has his breath in your hand, he told Belteshazzar, that silly boy, who brought out the vessels of gold in Babylon. He said, you have not honored him. You drank to the gods of gold and silver. He said, behold, tonight, you have been weighed in the balances and you have been found wanting. Your kingdom is divided into, you, into the Medes and the Persians. And today you will die. You will not die, I know, not you. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that this is the this is the lot. This is the um, 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 result. This is the experience of those who go and trust in riches. Should we have riches? Plenty! But don't trust in them. Put in the heavenly account. Put in the heavenly account. My riches are in my heavenly account. I have a little here, but I don't, you know, most of it is over there. You know, as I need, I pray. I get some. So that's why, in my own experience, my wife and I, what we've discovered is that God never gives us too much. He gives us a lot, but not too much. He will give us what we need for that time. So then the instruction will come. Give to Boega. Boega, say amen. <laughs> I'm only joking. You know, give to Rhoda. Everybody be, be claiming your, be claiming Brother Ibrahim is putting up his hand. Okay, give to Yomi. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Do you understand? You know, instruction will come. Do this, do that, do that. You know, so what he's given us, it's gone. So I have to now believe God again. I, I, sometimes I will pray for a bulk sum. So I can have money in the bank. So I'm not worrying about this. And I'm worried about, you know, oh, God, God won't give, he won't give me that bulk. He will give me, but not that bulk. He will just give me enough to take care of these obligations. When the obligations arise, the need comes. When the obligations arise, the need comes. Why? He's training me not to trust in the abundance of riches. Am I helping anybody here? One more scripture and then we begin to close. No. 
Psalm 62 verse 10. Psalm 62 verse 10. Trust not in oppression. This is, we should preach this to all the politicians in Nigeria. We should have this in the House of Senate and the House of Rep. You know, yeah. It's not only Nigeria, it's all over the world. You know, people believe by experience wrongly that unless you cheat, unless you steal, not direct stealing, but you know, unless you lie, unless you press somebody, unless you oppress, you cannot make money. It's a lie. But sadly, it's the experience of most people. Oh, yeah. If you don't do like that, you know, they won't do the work, oh. You know, if you don't do, ah, you know, it's the only way, you know, you can make things work. You have to, you know, oppress the people. They won't use the word oppress, but you know, you have to be strong. But it's a lie. You don't have to oppress to be rich. You can bless the people that work with you, make them happy, and then they'll be more productive. But the only person that can do that for you is God. Who can walk in their hearts so that they will not be loyal and they will not be disloyal. And they will now give and instead of, you know, embezzling. I know in the natural it's difficult. That's why they trust in oppression. Are you listening to me? If I'm helping you, give me a wave offering somebody. They trust not in oppression. And become not vain in robbery. Not robbery there. Isn't just the armed robber who is going around with a gun and taking money from people who is part of it. He's also the person who doesn't pay his tithe. Hello. Another way of offering. <laughs> just to make sure I'm talking to you. If riches increase, set, we looked at this on Wednesday, not your heart. These, I've given you about five scriptures now. God is very clear about the fact that he does not want our heart to trust in riches. The question then is, does, then does he want us to be rich? Yes! I just showed you from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. You know, and 2 Corinthians verse 8, verse 9. Chapter 8, verse 9. It says, he was poor that we might become rich. That ye through his poverty might be rich. Stand to your feet. God wants us to be rich. But he does not want us to trust in it. And the only way your heart will not trust in riches is to lay it up in your heavenly account. By wisdom and power. And then you will draw on it as the need arises. It will create the wealth. It will be used. The thing will go. Then you go back and trust again. Do you know you can... It's a hypothetical, but I'll, I'll say it. Do you know that you can have you can have 10 billion naira this afternoon? You want to see a lot? Nigeria. You know, imagine you say, ha! <laughs> God is good. <laughs> hey! Oh! <laughs> Watch this. Strong alert. In this, it's a little bit past one now. 
And by this evening, it's all gone. Not wastefully, but because God will say, hey. <laughs> Remember I told you to help those people. Now the money has come. It happened to me recently. Somebody asked me for something I didn't have to give to the person at the time. And when people ask me for things that I don't abuse them, I just tell them, look, not I don't have it now, but if I have, I'm praying along. So I try and be nice. So I think it was a day or two later, some bulk money came into my I get a lot. The Nigerian way. So I was beginning to plan. God said, mm -mm. <laughs> Remember what that person asked you. He said, do that one first. I said, I supplied this to help them. And all the alerts has disappeared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that my trust will be in God. We're going to be, I said a little bit of Wednesday, we are destined to be the richest generation the earth has ever seen. The Bible says we're going to be greater than Solomon. We're going to lend to nations. In Deuteronomy chapter 15, I didn't go there, I went there on Wednesday. Go and listen to Wednesday message. He said, God said that there should be no poor among you. Watch this. We will have poor with us. But we will not have poor amongst us. I want everybody to repeat it. Say, we will, have the, we will always have the poor with us. But, as we obey God, there will be no poor amongst us. <laughs> but you know, that's, that's the plan of God. Deuteronomy chapter 15 verse 4. You know, the will of God. There should be no poor person in the church. Everybody in church should be rich. And with the glory that is coming, the ability of the mind of Christ, the wisdom, the power, the ability, all of us are going to be rich. Then there is nothing we imagine that we will not be able to do. Money will no longer be a restriction. That's what is ahead of us. But first, the work in the heart has to be done. So that when the riches increase, you will not set your heart on it. Let's talk to God. I don't know if I've helped you. I know it's not your regular prosperity message. But trust me, this is the true prosperity message. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.